electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC, Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer. David Faber is on assignment this morning. Stocks do look to continue the back and forth, uh, this time stung by Amazon's miss, Apple's guidance on supply chain, and some hot inflation numbers. Uh, March core PCE up 5.2. The employment cost index up 1.4. That's the biggest jump in the data set going back about 30 years. Our roadmap begins with supply constraints hitting big tech. Apple and Amazon issuing warnings while reporting results. Robinhood shares down pre-market, posting shrinking revenue and fewer active users. And Chinese tech stocks surging today as Beijing pledges some more support. We're going to start, though, with our look at big tech. Uh, a look at Apple, Jim, which I, th- I think you uh, consistently your notes today say the analysts are being too critical. Yeah, I mean, I spoke to, I get to speak to Luca Maestri, the excellent CFO, and Tim Cook for, uh, you know, 15 mi- minutes before the, con- I don't see what the guidance is, by the way. And it, it just the things that you really want to look for here are the things that are sticky. Uh, the number of, co- of countries that they're number one, two, three in. The fact that the 13, uh, 13 Pro surprised everybody as being a much bigger phone than people realize. Wearables are excellent. I just think the services number, people signing up, and these are, again, very sticky numbers. You have a lot of people signing up, many more than I, than I thought. You're talking about, you know, 825 million. By the way, uh, why are people signing up? Ted Lasso? Uh, they're signing up because of uh, Academy Award-winning productions. Uh, they're signing up because these guys started late, and they've moved on in a way that is really extraordinary. Classic Apple fashion. Classic right. yep. Apple fashion. Uh, I think that you're looking at a situation where they they're very they're taking the absolute worst case, which is eight billion. The lockdown is obviously very very important to them, but the, the freak out. I mean, the stock was up four as they. Got, as they talked about the quarter, and then quickly plummeted. And this is what I'm used to with, with Apple, which is that they'll say something. No one will listen to the 825 million paid subs. And can you imagine what that's worth? No one will listen to the unbelievable customer loyalty or that they're doing so well in, in customer. You know, they're killing it in China. So when China opens, and it will open, like, you know, people are looking at it static as if, well, China's not going to open this quarter. Carl, I like the quarter. And I think that so many people are going to lose again by dumping the stock because of the four to eight, rather than listening to how great the quarter really was and how much the buyback is and how the balance sheet's incredible and how they're just winning everywhere. Yeah. Uh, There are some reports this morning that uh, Shanghai starting to let some people out of their homes, about 12 million, according to Reuters, uh, scrambling to get some factories up and running, which would have big implications, obviously, for Apple. This is what uh, the CFO, Luca Maestri, said yesterday about some of those uh, supply constraints. Supply constraints caused by COVID-related disruptions and industry-wide silicon shortages are impacting our ability to meet customer demand for our products. We expect these constraints to be in the range of 4 to $8 billion, which is substantially larger than what we experienced during the March quarter. The COVID-related disruptions are also having some impact on customer demand in China. 
Meanwhile, capital returns, would you argue the buyback at 90 was a little bit more than we thought? Right. Uh, look, I, I think you have to understand, what you want to talk about is the quality of the product, which is often lost. They're winning the battle against everybody else. Uh, so when things open in China and they can get more parts, more availability, you're going to catch up. But people want to sell this. It's always the case, Carl. People want to sell it because they just don't think there is anything more to it than phones. It is so not that anymore. It, as you get the phone, you take the services. You know, I spent some time talking with, with, with Tim Cook about uh, how great Apple, the cash. Cash is doing incredibly well. Right. And the notion that you wouldn't completely discount further M&A from these guys was interesting last night. Well, I think that they want to dominate your wallet. The only thing that Tim did not give me clearance on was I wanted the blood pressure on my on my watches that we're not going there. But everything else, whatever I said was, I, is this good? Is this good? Is this good? The answer was better than you think, better than you think, better than you think. But then, obviously, four to eight billion. These guys do models. All the analysts do models. And so then they have to cut numbers. One of the major worries about how I've always dealt with Apple is that the people at home are reacting to analysts who are trying to make a model for the Ohio State Teachers Pension Fund. They're not doing it for you. And I think that people, if China opens up and they add back four, then you're going to say, well, I, I, I sold it. I sold it because I thought China was going to be closed all quarter. No. This was a great quarter, right? Just a great quarter. Right. A lot of price target cuts, of course. Uh, Morgan Stanley goes to 195. Deutsche goes to 200. There's too many to list, isn't it? Well, it does matter that Morgan Stanley. Yeah. I wanted her to not come. Yeah. Uh, isn't it a comment on marginal weakness in the consumer, which is clearly what you would argue out of Amazon's numbers? Well, uh, I think that Amazon overbuilt. Uh, I think Amazon built for a, a, a consumer that was aggressive and then a, a worker that got Omicron. Uh, they have a lot of uh, warehouses. They're going to have to cut back the number of warehouses. Uh, obviously, if I were the Fed, this is the single most important report that I've heard because it turns out that the consumer may have slowed a bit, but Amazon has just sopped up the workforce. Uh, and that's going to change. I think you're going to see an increase in unemployment in the next two quarters because of the slowdown of Amazon. I still like Amazon, but they overbuilt. Now, I'm not saying this. The CFO said it. Uh, These two reports, Amazon was not great because Amazon spent a huge amount of money uh, because they didn't know what the demand was going to be. I think they misjudged. But more importantly, they misjudged Omicron. And a lot of people misjudged Omicron. Uh, Apple misjudged Omicron. I mean, this thing is we almost think like we're out of it. And yet our friends come down with it every day. There's always some new person. Well, just imagine if you're in a warehouse, any warehouse in the the country, you got to shut down or add new people. And so Amazon just kept hiring and hiring and hiring. And I don't know what they're going to do with those people. But those people, a lot of those people may be available to the workforce. Uh, well, they did say, I mean, obviously the tone of the call was a lot about uh, focusing on expenses. And as, as they put it, Jim, this will take some time to get this thing on uh, some of these things unwound. Right. I mean, we sold a lot of Amazon for uh, my charitable trust. I'm in no hurry to buy it back. No hurry. I think that it could be in purgatory. It's just they look, I'm not saying JSC doesn't know what he's doing. I am saying that it's almost impossible to know how to handle whether you need 500,000 or a million people, because every time someone gets Omicron, you got to get like four other people. Sure. 
Well, Carl, everyone is, has met someone who has Omicron. And you know that person's not going to work. But at Amazon, you can't have a guy not come to work, a gal not come to work. They, th- th- there's just too much work. So they ended up ordering too many people, basically. I don't really sound like they're ordering people as being some sort of you saw, you saw Jesse just there uh, referencing Ukraine. Uh, and right. after looking at what Snap said about uh, post-Ukraine advertising, is that why we saw this deceleration in ads? Yeah, 25 saw, prior 33. We saw, I know, that was, that was not good. No, I'm saying Amazon was not a great quarter. It was not a great quarter. Uh, just plain and simple. And they made mistakes. Uh, there's a slow, there is a bit of a slowing, although not web services is terrific. Apple's totally different. Apple would have had the conversation, had they had a continual quarter, you would have said, you know what, this company is the ultimate technology company with, a, with an incredibly great revenue stream. But when the largest market, other than the U.S., shut, you can't order here. You could order a 13 from home, and Amazon would bring it to you even if there was COVID. The shutdown there in China is frightening. And I th- just think that one day we're going to wake up and say that they're switching to bio and BioNTech and we're ending this. And everyone's going to be vaccinated in the next 48 hours. <laughs> That's, that would be a massive pivot. Well, they're going to have well, well, I think President for Life Xi will not be President for Life if he doesn't pivot. Well, I'll tell you, if you look at K-Web this morning and some of these gains in Baidu and JD, uh, because of this, that is this is a pivot. That's, just them. Itself, yeah. that's just them buying the stock. It's Paul Pro buying stocks. I mean, that's shameless market. I mean, people are doing that. Don't they understand that market's rigged? It's a rigged market. Well, I mean, look, maybe maybe you think it's rigged in your favor, but if they don't play that day, then it goes away. Uh, but I just mean on the heels of their infrastructure call this week. They ha- now well, this. Well, look, the thing that they have to do is send everybody back to work after a good vaccine, and then when someone gets sick, they have them stay home. But you can't have people lock, locked up in their home. I mean, think about what happened in our country when Florida decided, you know what, we're not playing this ball game. Now, they don't have areas that are that rebellious, but Florida didn't get hit that bad. That's what really struck me. That's true. I mean, I went to Florida during the period when it was they were rebellious, and everyone was having a great time and doing things and going to work. I think that China has to have a Florida model and just say, you know, what, we're going to take some heat. People are going to have vaccinated. They're not going to die. They're not going to go to the hospital. We're going to develop a Paxlovid Pfizer pill. Uh, and we're off to the races. You think if, if they come around like that, this oh. helps Apple fill this gap? Oh, you got to put Apple goes to 180. Yeah. But these analysts, they react, react, react. They never think, you know what? China's going to solve this. Instead, what they think is, oh, I got to deduct $8 billion from my, from my model, from my model, from my model. I think this trap four walls of model will eventually come to an end as analysts recognize that it's not static. But right now, when we do Ukraine, we think that war is going to go on until 19, I don't know, 1945, like it's 1945. When you think China, we think that, you know what, Omicron will run its course. They'll just be locked up forever. It's not static like that. But the analysts are static. And, I mean, I was talking to Mike Worth this morning on Chevron. You know, the analysts are static there, too. I guess, well, you know, it's, that was a weak number. A weak number? I, 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 what, under what world is it a weak number? They put whatever they want. Yeah. But I just find the analysts are doing us a great. They're just not helping us. Now, that they can say, Jim, we're trying to help big clients. 
Well, when we read the research, I'm actually surprised at the shallow nature, unfortunately, of so many of these people. Well, as you've said before, they're a little overextended at the moment, given well, the number of, of companies, relatively young companies, they got to cover. Yes. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, here, uh, no. oh I saw an Allbirds recommendation yeah. today. I mean, you know, I, that, that was obviously written during the period when, when the Eagles traded for A.J. Brown. I mean, they, they can't do it. They can't do it. And someone has to own up to this week, Carl. Because, I mean, I'm bleary-eyed from 3.30 in the morning. I'm reading how bad <laughs> Intel is. And it's like, oh, my God, well, that's bad. Well, let me look at Robinhood. Oh, my God, well, that's yes. horrible. Yes. Hey, let's take a look at Crocs. Well, I guess so, because they're coming on. I mean, I, I just, one after another. And we don't even have time to talk about half the companies that came public that, that stink. Yeah. We are definitely going to try this morning. We're going to get to big this oil. This was not supposed to be a big day. This used to be the I day know. that what Exxon. Happened to, what happened to earnings Fridays? I used to take this day off because I knew it was going to be Exxon, Chevron, <laughs> and, and, and Honeywell. It'll be fine. It was like a file check-in. How's it going? Oh, they're all good. No, now look at this. Yep. I mean, like, like, wow. Hey, Lululemon, is this really? Does Wedbush today have to say that Lululemon is great? Have to, how about Monday? It's, it's good for us. It's ammunition for us to is, talk about. Yes, it is. We'll yes, get, we'll get yes, to oil. Stanley Black and Decker. Okay, we'll, you're horrible. We'll get to Roku, Robinhood, Intel, Honeywell, Colgate, and ah, more. Colgate cut numbers. Yep. Let's look at futures uh, opening uh-huh. bell in about 15 minutes. Don't go away. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Pair of oil giants out with quarterly results. ExxonMobil with an earnings jump, also taking a $3.4 billion charge related to that planned exit from Russia. Meantime, Chevron's profits quadrupled in Q1. Revenue beats estimates due to soaring oil and gas prices. Jim, U.S. oil and gas production up 10 over Q1 of last year, and they raised their uh, production guidance. Yeah, I think a lot of people were thinking that, just like a lot of these other companies, if they keep stay disciplined, uh, then the price of oil will stay high. That is actually in line with what I was looking for. I got some comfort from Mike Worth about the uh, pipeline that goes through Russia. Turns out there's a lot more Russian oil in that than we think. That's not, not anything I'm going to worry about. He still has those uh, break-even numbers, which is give you a profit of more than $50. 
Uh, there's no flaws in the number. You can buy back as much stock as he wants. And 7% combination between buyback and dividend. Buy the stock. Just buy it. I mean, this is, this is the most attractive of the large caps because of the yield and because of the buyback and because we're so good. Still spending, by the way, he's doing a lot of offshore. Offshore make, makes a lot of money. We talked about the, uh, about the strategic petroleum reserve. Now, Biden is, is releasing a million barrels a day. That is going to run out. And when it does, the price of oil is going to go up. That's keeping the price down artificial. So people should recognize this thing could take off. Uh, I think Chevron's terrific. Doing a lot of low-carbon stuff, by the way, when he does offshore. Record Permian. Yes. Permian is, is so fertile. Uh, that you can start seeing companies in the oil patch put up gigantic numbers. If you sell Chevron, the reason why you'd be selling Chevron is because you think that Elon Musk is going to produce 10 million cars this year. Short of that, you need to own Chevron. Um, is, is the idea that oil takes off contingent on Russia, on Germany, really what backing a, great question. a ban? What a great question. Uh, there's, there are fewer and fewer places for that oil to go. Uh, India is taking some of the oil. Uh, there will be uh, some comments about smaller markets taking oil, uh, where they put it on boats. We don't really know where it goes. They mix it up. But I will tell you this. Uh, there are many things that are keeping oil low that are going to go away. So, like the China dynamic yes, we just discussed. Yes, right. So oil goes to 110, I think. And then Chevron just coins money. I mean, they have to that coin money. So you, you buy just CVX, no XOM? Oh, Exxon's fine. I, yeah. I don't think Exxon is as good just because I think that Mike Worth's a better operator. And, you know, when you have, uh, you need great operators to run these, to, these gigantic companies. And Mike has proven over and over again that he's a great operator. It's interesting. You know, uh, you, look, you listen to a lot of macro desks this, uh, these last couple of weeks. A lot of their buy ideas are drying up, but commodities remain one. Yes. Even after all of this. Yes. And Pete Nijerian the other day was saying, look, uh, Freeport at 40, buy some. And uh, Gina Francola puts out our statistics. I mean, it's just endless that, you know, you might say, ooh, rice is down a little bit. I mean, my wife and I were talking about or, or the organic land of lakes is now $9, nine ninety oh, really? $7 well, not that long snag, ago. Snag that value up while you can. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> our avocados went from um, $60 a crate to $90 a crate, and they were $40 a crate not that long ago. And, you know, a lot of questions are, where is that? What, how did that happen? Well, one thing we know is it's not, Jay is not going to stop the price of avocados. He's just not. I mean, he can call Chipotle all he wants. It ain't going to happen. Yes, uh, we're going to get through some of the inflation data that we got this morning, uh, personal income and spending as well as we'll get Chicago PMI in just a few minutes. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell on this Friday. Futures continue to look a little bit weak as global stocks are on pace for their worst month in two years as we close out April today. Back in a moment. Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles with the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return. Shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y.com. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. 
Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Time for Kramer's Mad Dash as we count down to the opening bell. Watching Intel and some of this guidance, Jim. I'm going to start by saying I wanted to be positive. I wanted to come out here and say, you know what, Intel's got a really good second quarter coming. No. They do not have a good second quarter coming. They did say they have a good second half coming, but the analysts are very skeptical. The analysts are saying, listen, still too linked to PC. PC salespeople are not good. Just put it right out there, are not good, and they're linked to the PC. They don't have a lot of the chips that you need uh, in the higher end where they're losing share. Uh, They're very optimistic that things are going to turn around and the mobile ideal will be done. But the analysts aren't buying anymore, Carl. They're just not buying it. Revenue did come in ahead, and actually margins were ahead, despite the guidance. But then the second quarter, it looks like, you know, I would have expected a kind of stronger quarter, and the outlook for the second quarter is bad. So, you know, it's very difficult to have first good, second bad, don't worry about the second half, it's going to be great. Uh, So once again, I'm going to tell people, no, no. You, you, you don't want to buy it. And they have some of the problems that all, all the companies have in terms of China. But the unique issue here is the belief that maybe Pat Gelsinger is too uh, positive about his own company. And that maybe if he just kind of just uh, put his nose to the grindstone, maybe better. You think it, so do you think it weighs on SMH or the Sox or is this an outlier here? Uh, I don't know. Texas Instruments was supposed to be an outlier. And that stock's had a nice run. AMD's had a nice run from 80 to 90. There's nothing here that made me feel like you used to sell AMD. Right. Uh, NVIDIA, people are still very worried about gaming chips. Uh, I continue to think that NVIDIA's been overly punished, but I'm not pounding the table. And the only one I'm pounding the table on is Qualcomm. You know, Christian, he came in here and told an amazing story about both cell phone and he told a story about auto. And you need to have auto because auto is fabulous. And Intel has mobile eye, which is going to spin off. But I think people are tired of Pat being as bullish as he is. But it's his attitude in life, and that's good. I mean, you know, like the Jaguars are very bullish about how they're looking and stuff. Well, uh, a lot's been written about Pat approaching business with a sense of spirituality. Yes, I call messianic. Yes. He's messianic. Yep. And I think we're going to talk to him later today on Tech Check, yep. if I'm not mistaken. You know mistaken. who was not messianic? A fellow by the name of Andy Grove. He was just mean and tough. Nothing messianic about that man. I once said hello to him, and I think he felt that it took too much time to say hello back. (laughs) Wish he had that two seconds back. (laughs) Mr. Grove, hi. (laughs) Why waste time? We'll watch the chips today. Uh, Opening bell coming up in less than five minutes. And don't forget, you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Listen to the follow and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. Robinhood's down sharply in the pre-market. The trading platform misses with a 43% drop in quarterly revenue, along with a decline in monthly active users. The news comes a couple days after Robinhood announced plans to lay off some workers, about 9% of the workforce gym. Equity revenue down 73, MAU down 10, and they they cut some expense guidance. They don't get it. Uh, When you take a look, there's a key number on page five using the definitive, where they're saying, I finally find this astonishing. Transaction-based revenues were $218 million for the quarter, uh, down 48%. Options revenue was a, of that was $127 million. Are you kidding? 
Are you saying that more than half of your business is options? And then moving to assets under custody, equities was $68.5 billion, up 5% for the year. Options of it was $1.1 billion, down 45. They are there. They have all the stuff they want about product. They act as if they are a company that if you produce good product, they will come. What they don't realize is what people are using their product for. For the highest risk, unbelievably dangerous terrible things that are options. I was once at one of the biggest traders of options, and I taught options at Goldman. And I always started the same aid, which is don't do them. They're really dangerous. Discourage your clients. Don't do, don't do it. They'll lose too much money. This thing is just, uh, um, I don't want to be, it, you could argue it's not Robin Hood's fault, it's the, but they make it so easy to trade. And they are putting people, they'll fin rock, They keep making it easier and easier. Now they have a lot of they have a lot of assets in crypto. Moving into crypto is very smart. But I, I just don't see anything here to own. Not until the clients figure out the way the market really works. It's really a shame. Well, I want to get to it in a second. Here's the here's the opening bell. And at the big board today, advisor shares uh, celebrating the recent listing of the drone technology ETF at the Nasdaq celebrating its IPO blight bio-targeting age-related metabolic diseases. Jim, I mean, I was looking at a chart this morning of uh, conversations on Wall Street bets. It's been flatlined for months. For months. Is there anything Hood could have done? I think back to the conversations you had with Vlad about diversifying product portfolio. The the issue has always been what happens if they do what I want? Would that mean that everybody would leave? And I would say, no, there's two ways to lose customers. Have them be wiped out or have them leave because they want to go be wiped out somewhere else. So you had to be, Vlad had to figure out a way to teach people, and they say they do. I get their snacks thing this morning. They're, you know, look, I try to teach for, I try to teach every day for our investing club. And what I do over and over again is discourage unreasonable risk. Young people can take risk, which means that they can buy all birds or something, uh, rent the rum, companies they don't really want you to buy. But they will have something. You know, the stuff that these guys are buying, with the exception of crypto you buy anywhere, is the stuff that could go away and will go away. So in order to preserve his client base, what Vlad should have done is bring in some heavyweight who just teaches and says, look, you can put 10% of your money in options, but not more than that. And if you want to do that, do it somewhere else. Mm. Because this is what happens if everybody's in a high-risk thing. Because, they, I mean, I remember when I was at Goldman, I'd be like, I would see some one of my clients would be trading just like mad. And my boss would call me in and say, um, we're closing that account. I said, why? Because that person's not suitable. And that person's an artist. He's got a little money. Not suitable. And we don't want to be sued. Here... Um, everybody's suitable. Now, of course, they will say, Jim, that's a good... Oh, by the way, if you criticize them, everything you say is, what, Jim, you're not understanding. We're spending a fortune on this. We're spending a fortune on that. Sure. Well, I say, yes, you are, but it ain't working. All right. Uh, the high on the name, by the way, uh, you got to go back 80. to... Yeah, 80. I would love to run days I would love to run the company. I would come in and i say, Vlad, you gave me the best, best technology. Now sit back. I am going to explain to people... Uh, with the investing club, why they need to be in PepsiCo, why they need to take a position in uh, a company as diverse as Deer. And then they can go do stuff with their options. But no one's doing that. And they, I'm not, 
per se they're not encouraging, but they're not discouraging. And so they blew up their client base. That's what happens. Now, I know that there's free will, but you must act against free will. You must have them buy speculative stocks, not things that go to zero. So that ratio of options to common, the, the next quarter is going to be worse. Uh, and, and like Vlad doesn't, uh, he is a very good guy. He's a technologist in a business that's a people business. It's a people business. You take a look uh, at E-Trade. They get bought by Morgan Stanley. I, 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 and I, my chapels are so is Morgan Stanley. But James Gorman is about making sure that people do not get hurt by his people. Robin Hood is about having the best technology. And at a certain point, that's not, not enough. Yeah, the two, the two can't coexist. Right. Um, of the things that are working a little bit more today, Honeywell's going to stand out, Jim. Uh, look, but my trust is on it forever. I, I think Darius Demchek's doing a great job. Before that, I thought that Dave Cody was doing good. People thought they were going to cut numbers. They did not cut numbers. People thought that Darius was just a, you know, just a, a kind of a pinata. Darius is really a fine man. Uh, I think the stock could go back very easily. A lot of people also thought it was tied in with Boeing. Now, if I were the Boeing board, I would call Darius and say, listen, I'll, whatever you want, I need you to be CEO. And, and Darius might say, well, I don't know. I like Honeywell. I like North Carolina. But that's who they have to get. They need someone who's a proven winner. You're calling for a new CEO at Boeing. Did I? I guess. Kind of sounded like it. Uh, Dar- I'm looking around. Did I do that? <laughs> was was I, I David's ghost? Was, was that David's yeah, ghost I heard? I, well, I just know that Darius is a fabulous CEO who has been repeatedly de- denigrated. There'll be, look, someone's going to sell it down. No, nothing lasts up seven in this market. Yeah. Nothing. Because it's still a treacherous market. But we've been having some good quarters. Of which, by the way, can I just tell you, the worst quarter was Boeing so far. Of the, really, uh, worse than Netflix, worse than... Uh, oh, uh, oh, of the Dow. Dow of the Dow 30. Yeah. Sure. Netflix, it's very interesting. You know, there's a guy who liked Netflix yesterday in the stock options kind of stock oh, the, draft uh, that we did. This guy, uh, Ryan... Ryan Reynolds? Uh, aviation Gin. Yes. I, and, and he clearly, he was not drinking Aviation Gin. He likes Netflix. Uh, there are some well, re- he's got three Netflix movies coming. Some reports yesterday of... Um, of layoffs in the editorial division. Of course, we got Disney coming up in the coming days, Jim. Um, right. Now, look, Disney is hated by everybody right now. Uh, my Chapel Trust bought some at 116, but we've been buying, buying, buying on the way down. And the way I would describe what we're doing is saying it's iconic. But, you know, the iconic thing ain't working right now. Now, I don't know why, but I continue to think that the balance sheet was wrecked by the Fox acquisition. And all they're doing is scrambling. And people keep saying, Those who put out the word that it's Disney Plus that's the problem, are you kidding me? It's the $71 billion that they spent, of which probably $50 billion has to be written off. The Fox acquisition should go down. It's one of the worst acquisitions any company's ever made. Have you held this view for a long time? No, I have not. It's just that I just kept trying to say, trying to dig, dig, dig why Disney Plus kept being at the fulcrum of being bad. And I realized, no. It was Fox. Well, that would bring Iger's string of M&A successes to an end at the, at the tail end of his tenure. Wouldn't yeah, it? He, he, played, he was Willie Mays. Played too long. Yeah. He played too long. By the way. Remember that terrible throw that Willie Mays did? Yeah. He played too long. Yeah. Uh, by the Say, way, hey. our, our own parent, uh, B of A, cuts Comcast to neutral. Target that was goes very from unusual. 67 to 50, Jim, on some of this fixed wireless been, competition. She had been a very big supporter and... Her numbers indicate that that Comcast could have a, da- a down next year. 
Uh, we had Mike Siebert the other day. I mean, Mike's talking about from T-Mobile. Listen, you'll get 5G in your house, Wi-Fi. Why do you even need this? You can go in that YouTube. Uh, one of the reasons I like Alphabet so much is that someone can just come in and say, listen, you can go on YouTube. Boy, that's a terrible chart. Uh, I own a lot of Comcast. I, I just, and at a certain point, what you have to do is, like I was saying at the end of the show last night, you have to bank on people. And I have bought stock with this company during every one of these big breaks. Uh, this is a big break in the stock. And to think again, some people watch the show and don't sit there and say, you know what, I'm going to keep my swing exactly as it is. They change their swing or they go and they learn how to, to pass differently or they go in the open market and buy someone. Ryan Roberts it is like Howie Roseman from the Eagles. Like, I'm not going to stay static. Yeah. I'm going to do something. Now, is that a reason to buy the stock? I think that you have to wait till this, the, the, the wake of the, the downgrade. There, I felt quite shocking, given the fact that Jess, Jessica Reeve-Cohen, that she, she had, uh, Ehrlich, Jessica, she had um, Ehrlich. reiterated yesterday. So this is going to reverberate. Yeah. Uh, by it the way, tough. we'll watch the JV with Charter from earlier in the week. Charter with their own results down I about 3%. I thought that 3%. was big, but yep. now it's Roku reported people like uh, Moffitt and Nathanson declared victory. They had a short on Roku. They were right. Uh, I, I am. Uh, there are certain stocks that are going to get hit, and I don't think Roku should be bought. By the way, uh, I've had a fantastic run in AbbVie. That should be it. They did not deliver. Uh, but it does have a good yield. Yeah, we didn't get to uh, BMY this morning with the beat. They do trim the guide a little bit on Revlimid. Um, I know you're Look, watching the, the the farmers and Gilead as well had a beat. Yes, but the one that the one to watch is Lily because the the weight loss reduction will be a uh, people talking about a 17 billion dollar drug out. Uh, six years and seven years from now. What people are looking at adjustable market is wrong. There are a lot of drugs that people would take if it didn't put so much weight on. But you can make a cocktail of this of this new Lilly drug and a drug that puts on weight and you can stabilize. And so a lot of people are going to take a lot of drugs uh, that they wouldn't take because they just get obese from the drug. And that's just fabulous. David Ricks came on our show yesterday. Uh, he's very Indiana-like, meaning he does not pound his chest. I would have, because that drug is a winner. And right now, it's a self-inject. Now, everyone may be scared. I self-inject a, a drug that similarly makes for migraine. Uh, it'll be a pill soon. When you self-inject, the only thing you have to do is close the door, because it's like no one wants to see you without your clothes on. <laughs> you know, I, I do it right here. It's over in 10 seconds. like, boom. And, you know, I don't even know I'm doing it. And one time, Regina Gilliam, my second producer, said, why are you closing the door for us? Boom. And then I would open the door again. <laughs> She's like, my eyes, my yeah, eyes. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, do you want to do self-injection? No, you'd rather take a pill. Exactly. But the idea that somehow, do you want to get fat or self-inject? All right? I'd rather self-inject and get fat. How about you? You. You. Everyone <laughs> take agrees. A, take a poll. Everyone agrees. No, one ever, no doctor has ever said, you know what, you've got to get a little fatter. <laughs> yes. Jim, let's tackle Tesla. Uh, it's hanging in there after Elon Musk says no more sales Come after on. selling about $4 billion. Um, a lot of discussion about why he's selling so far in advance of a, a close. I thought that was good. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've been trying to talk to a lot of people about what he's going to do technologically. Uh, not remember a lot. When you go on Twitter, there's a lot of people who regard him as if he's like a John Birch Society member. I, I don't care. I want better technology. Uh, they have fallen behind in tech. Uh, and when you look at what Mark Zuckerberg did, in six weeks, 
uh, with time. Well, I shouldn't say it. Six months with with Reels. And Reels will be ahead of TikTok by the end of the year. They need someone like Zuckerberg. Can I just say that Mark Zuckerberg, ever since they started giving a lot of money to small business and really helping small business, you know, he's off the radar screen as a bad guy. And maybe that's okay. Maybe that's okay. You mean the heat's off because Elon has arrived into the social media world? Well, also the heat's off because Zuckerberg has said, you know what, I'm going to do the metaverse, and what we're going to do first is teach. Uh, I'm going to use the Instagram platform to be able to help small business, and we're going to give small business money. I mean, they pivoted. They pivoted to, I mean, and by the way, Vlad Tenev should listen, too. When you're just a technologist, you must pivot to be more than that these days. Tim Cook, obviously, is the person who you most emulate. Now, Tim Cook is not going to like the fact that I said that Zuckerberg in the same line. I don't mean to because Cook's here. But Mark Zuckerberg is trying. And by the way, TikTok is Chinese. And one day that's going to matter if this Cold War gets a little hotter. A little worse. You know, look, if you won't give yourself people your vaccine, American vaccine, because it's American, you'd rather have people starve and stay in lockdown? How much do they hate us? Uh, well, and to what degree does the populace revolt? The uh, people don't hate us. The people are fabulous. Uh, meantime, guys, uh, uh, we're watching the market down about 100, despite all the news we got last night and this morning. Quick programming note, don't miss uh, CNBC's coverage from Milken. Uh, the Milken Institute oh, Global Conference really starts Monday. Uh, Faber is going to be there bringing us interviews with the CEOs of Goldman, Apollo, Carlisle, and a lot more. Before we go to break, take a look at the bond report this morning. Uh, as we said earlier, hot number on the March core PCE 5-2 year-on-year. Employment cost index was a bit hot. Uh, personal income and spending uh, roughly in line. Got the 10-year above 2-9 uh, as it's been a, a banner week for information regarding fixed income. Back in a moment. Back to Squawk on the Street, Rick Santelli here live at CMEHQ with breaking news. Our April read on Chicago PMI expected to be out around 62. It ends up a big miss at 56.4. That's the lightest since 56.3 in February of this year. And that number in February was the lightest since August of 2020. Wow, did you see all the numbers this morning? Income about as expected, but spending double what's expected at a time where inflation's way more than expected. And all the Fed's personal favorites on inflation were hot, hot, hot. Buckle up. Interest rates are going up. Twos and threes are on pace for cycle high yield closes. Fives need to get above 298. Sevens need to get above 298. Tens above 294. And thirties above 3% to accomplish that. But they're getting very close. Keep tuned to the markets and stay tuned to Squawk on the Street because it will return in two minutes. Big event in Omaha this week. Warren Buffett will hold court at Berkshire's first in-person annual shareholder meeting since 2019. You can watch it tomorrow exclusively on CNBC.com beginning at 9.45 a.m. Eastern time, Jimmy. Even as there's a lot of chatter about what changes to management structure they need to make, well, look, I, I always come back and I, I find it very satisfying to, to remember that these are not these are pieces of companies. He always reminds you of that. He also reminds you that he does say that people at home can't do it, which I, I have not liked because people at home did it or they wouldn't have bought a stock. But it's just fun. I know that because it's one for five hours, it is just a dream come true. Just, just you know, listen and learn. Yeah. 
I mean, I, after the last, since the financial crisis, I always think about it as New York Times op-ed by right. American, I am, right. which he's never come out and said as forcefully since. No, he hasn't. Well, that would look like the Republican, you know, that was systemic risk. He talked about buying in 1942 and wasn't clear who was going to win the war. I, I will say, I mean, when I find, I'm not saying it's repetitive because this will be interesting, but there is a, a notion that, let's talk about Robin Hood versus him. They, if I were the Robin Hood people, I would say, guys, look, there's this man, Warren Buffett, Go listen to him. This is really important, and we're going to send you a transcript. I mean, he's a teacher, all right? And, and they need their people to be taught because their people are being blown out. And my mission is to try to get as many people in the stock market, and their mission is to have a great app. Uh, so when, that's not what Warren Buffett ever, you know, you never hear Warren Buffett say, you know what, I've got this great app. I am, I am buying stuff. I'm buying options. No, that's like... That's not the way it works. Speak to the great Jensen Wong at NVIDIA. He has a, an ecosystem, and you can use it, and Mark Zuckerberg can use it to be able to have teachers in a metaverse, okay? He doesn't use it for, like, worldwide destruction. You, you've got to tell people it's not the technology. It's what you do with the technology. Yeah. Uh, certainly, uh, Berkshire and Buffett, uh, highly exposed in, uh, to energy. Uh, especially lately, the brings pipeline. us to by pipe, pipe, pipelines. Exxon and Chevron are down after posting their results. We talked about it a little a while ago. Exxon has the call going right now, and Brian oh, Sullivan Chevron. has more on both of those names. Hey, Brian. Hey, Carl and Jim. Yeah, I might fall asleep. I was at an Eagles draft party last night, but I'll try to get through this. All right. So first off, kind of a uh, let me define the the two both quarters as really good but not great. How about that? First off. Let's start with Exxon. They doubled their net income. Actually, it, it did double uh, from $0.64 cents to $1.28 year over year. Their total earnings per share, 207 That was a nickel short of the consensus, though. But again, Wall Street was expecting a lot. Exxon's revenue rose more than 50% to $90.5 billion, but again, a little short of expectations. The ENP exploration and production side of Exxon's business, a little bit weaker than most expected. They pulled about an average of 2.3 million barrels per day out of the ground. That was actually down, guys, about 5% from the fourth quarter. The chemical side of Exxon, remember, it's not just oil and gas, got a huge chemicals business. That actually outperformed to help narrow the gap. A few other sort of headline items out of Exxon's quarter. It took a $3.4 billion after-tax charge related to ending a big Sakhalin joint venture in Russia. And Exxon says it expects a jump in buybacks. It's a big deal maybe for Jim. Buyback jumped to $30 billion through 2023 from an expectation of $10 billion through the end of this year. Guiana, which I know David has talked about a lot, also a big focus going forward. The stock up 42% this year. Now quickly to Chevron, their profit more than quadrupled. Most profitable quarter in 10 years. Earnings $6.3 billion. Wall Street looking for a little more at 6.6. But keep, keep in mind, it was up from $1.4 billion last year. So, I mean, you deliver that kind of gain and Wall Street, still not happy. Revenue up 70% to $54 billion. They are pulling more oil, by the way, guys, out of the ground, raising production in the Permian Basin by about 15%. So I'll, def I'll wrap it up with this. The stocks are down a little bit, but they're both up, what, 42 or 47% already this year. So I guess, Jim, it's really super good, not super great. Jordan Davis, super great. A.J. Brown, I think they got an A-plus 
by the way, from NFL.com on the, on the first day of the, of the draft. Mm-hmm. Jets did well, too. Uh, but it's hard to gauge these oil companies historically. Who? People have, it's hard to gauge the oil companies. You know, Brian, people, they don't, the analysts aren't sure about how much is going to come out. You know what I mean? They just don't know. They're weaker. The they're raising weaker their buybacks. Course. I'm sure Congress is going to love that, Jim. They're raising their buybacks. They're likely raising <laughs> their dividends. Well, they're adding a little more to the program. But you're right. Their Congress is not going to be thrilled. Absolutely not. But great oil stuff as usual. All right. Uh, first stop, chain. before I start that, I want to say, now, I did say something that's disparaging about what the Chinese are doing in terms of what they're eating. And I want to take it back. I know there was a story that I read on, on Twitter. It's not enough. The Chinese are respectful to their animals, just like everyone else. Uh, what is bothering me, obviously, is there is the vaccines. Yep. But they, I want to take I, My father worked for the Chinese for many, many years. And the respect that they showed my father and love has always made me feel great about China and Chinese people. So I don't want to cast any aspersions on what, on what they're eating. I don't even want to say it again. That was my mistake. I just want them, the people who, worked, who my dad worked for were some of the greatest people in the world. And I know that they're commonsensical and great and loved Americans. And I just wish it were like that again. Yeah, that's funny. My dad worked in Hong Kong for years and would say the same thing. Right. So. I mean, just glor- gracious glorious people and gave me commissions after my father passed away. I just I just wish that the people in the government would make it so that they got along with us. And I don't know how to do that. Before we, don't know how before to we run that. out of time, Jim, uh, you're watching Colgate. For yeah, because, training. you know, this shows you you got to be careful with safety because not everything is safe. Uh, Colgate had a lot of raw cost problems and I'm not it's not impressive. The other guys did much better. Particularly uh, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Mondelez, it all, all they, they all did better. Smucker's better. And Hershey's the king. Hershey's the best of all. Yeah. What's tonight? Okay, I've got Weyerhaeuser, which is just a fantastic company, a big landowner. Obviously, we have a, a wood shortage. And Dr. Mina, who is going to talk about how the fact that we don't have much, we don't have the pill that, uh, that our vice president got. We can't get it. Uh, and I do want to talk to him again about, the, about what they're doing in China. Uh, I, they have to change the lockdown. They just have to. It would be big if they did. Um, we're going to watch for if that if that reversal happens, Jim. Good weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It starts with a bang. That's My right. wife is uh, issuing her mezcal tonight. Plus four. Oh, look forward to it as well. Uh, we'll see you at six as well. Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern time. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career, so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.